Podiums, an audio exploration of climbing World Cups from previous years and previous eras. I'm your host, John Bergman. I'm glad you're here. Let's talk some comp climbing. everybody. Welcome to Past Podiums. Rolling our way through the IFSC's 2014 Bouldering World Cup season. I'm sitting here, I got a big mug of coffee and I'm ready to get into this one. I gotta say, there are some questions heading into this particular event for today's episode. First of all, we saw how the previous season at times lacked a bit of consistency in the men's division, at least with with gold medals. We, we saw a bunch of different men winning gold throughout 2013. Now, Dmitry Sharaputinov and Kilian Fischuber did each win two events during that season, but not in a row. They were kind of at uh, opposite ends of the season's calendar, and that was it for repeat winners. Well, now... Jan Hoyer has kicked things off in 2014 with that gold in Chongqing. So we'll see if he can maybe win again to start stringing together multiple victories. You know, can he show a little consistency this 2014 season in his own right? Win a couple of events, maybe win three or more events, maybe string together some some back-to-back wins. That's the those are the questions that I have as we kind of embark on the rest of this season. And in the women's division, well, Anna Storr, who was such a recurring gold medalist in 2013, aside from one competition, she didn't even make podium to kick things off in this 2014 season. So that was a stark change. Can she get back to her old winning ways? Can she kind of get back to form, so to speak. Those are the big questions that I have as we go forward. Okay, so this second pit stop on the 2014 Bouldering World Cup season took place in, here we go, Baku in Azerbaijan. So that's a new location for us here on this podcast. The final round was on May 4th, 2014. And I actually dug up the press release for this event because I was kind of curious why Baku was was chosen as a host city for one of these World Cups. I thought maybe the press release would be informative. And so here's what the press release said. This is a quote. Baku, situated on the landlocked Caspian Sea, will be a spectacular backdrop worthy of the breathtaking exploits of our World Cup competitors. The city is quickly developing. The, the city is a quickly developing sports center. Baku is also set to host the 2015 European Games. So there's not a ton of insight there, but it does sound like Baku was making a push around this time to bring in a lot of sports, probably aiming for some some tourism to come along with those international sports. And I did a little more digging and found that Baku was was actually bidding to host the 2020 Olympics. So we know that that bid eventually was awarded to, it went to Tokyo. 
But I think in all of this, we can kind of see how these ingredients are, are mixing together here, right? With, with Baku, with climbing, with an Olympic push, with international sports growth and tourism and all of that. So back to the start of the final round here in 2014. We see Daniel Finn. He gets us all caught up as he usually does. We get a pre-recorded interview with Udo Noman, who was coaching the German team at this time. And Udo actually gives a funny little anecdote about the German team going to the wrong hotel at the previous event in, in Chongqing there. He says that they stayed they stayed in this hotel for three days before noticing, like, hey, there's there are no other climbers here. There's no other climbing national team here, which is which is sort of amusing. And Udo also mentions the German team doing some training on the on a playground. And if you've never checked it out, there are actually some great YouTube videos from Udo Nauman himself that document some of this training that he's talking about here, kind of off-site, recreational, playground-style training. It, Udo was... He was actually a, a pioneer in that sense, is a pioneer in that sense, being one of the first coaches and certainly one of the fo- first national team coaches for a, for a country squad that kind of thought outside the box with his training. He used everything like free running and parkour and even just, as he says, taking his team to playgrounds so they can do fun stuff on jungle gyms and monkey bars, using all of that to augment the, the climbing training that was, of course, still being done in, in a gym. And so this 2014 seems to be, 2014 seems to be right when all of that was, was happening. And kind of to that point, then we get an interview with Julie Verm, who says that a lot of her personal training is done on gymnastics rings so some augmented uh, ancillary training there too from from one of germany's biggest athletes at this time we get also an interview with shauna coxie and then we get our presentation of the six men and six women finalists so the women finalists are mina markovic from slovenia anna Stor of austria shauna coxie of great britain akio noguchi of japan Julie Verm of Germany, and Alex Puccio of Team USA. So no big surprises there. It kind of sounds like our usual cast of characters, our usual cast of crushers for these for these final rounds. The men finalists are Kokoro Fuji of Japan. So that's kind of a, a new name for us here on this podcast. He was 21 years old at the time, and Daniel Finn actually asks James Cassay, who's doing some co- doing the co-commentary Daniel Finn asks do you know much about this guy have you, have you heard of him before and, and James Kasey has not really heard much about Kokoro Fuji at this time so uh Kokoro Fuji a, a relative unknown here in 2014 in addition to him uh, finalists Jan Hoyer of Germany Jeremy Bonder of France who's another new name for us here Dmitry Sherefutnov of Russia, Kilian Fischuber of Austria, and Rustam Gelmanov, also of Russia. So, the climbing starts. We see right away the boulders are 
separate freestanding structures. It's kind of reminiscent of the, the Mio World Cup from 2013, which I said then I really like these the separate boulders, these independent forms on the mats. And we're outdoors too. It's so there's nice clear blue sky overhead. Looks like a, a really pleasant atmosphere. Here are the boulders. Men's one starts it, it well it starts the event off with some some real pop. There's this big big dino to open this boulder. Uh, it's no problem for Kokoro Fuji. He's the first climber out. He tops this boulder and then after him everyone else does too. Um, but flashes to the top from Jan Hoyer and Dmitry Sherputnov and Rustam Gelmanov put the three of them slightly ahead from the rest of the bunch in the scorecards. So we'll have to keep an eye on, on those three in particular. Women's one is a technical rightward progression going up, going up the boulder. There's some fancy footwork. They do a drop knee and then a little higher up, they do a heel hook and there's a its own poppy dino finish. Mina Markovic comes out and climbs first. She gets to the top after a couple tries, which basically sets up the standard for this boulder. Everyone else gets up it as well. And uh, in particular, we get flashes of the boulder by Anna Storr, then Shauna Coxie, and then Akio Noguchi. So in the women's division, those are certainly the three names that we'll keep an eye on here early. The second boulders, men's two goes up and over this trail of three hemispheres, these big spherical volumes. Most notable here is that Dmitry Sherefutinov and Jan Hoyer flash this thing, so that's two flashes in a row for for each of them. Women's two is a, an overhang. There's some little jibs really low on it, and there's some big reaches, hand reaches up up high. James Cassay on the commentary, he says it's, quote, ticky-tacky down low, which I just wrote that in my notes. I think that's kind of a, a good little description. Mina Markovic comes out first. She makes progress on this boulder, but she sinks into a, a deep drop knee up high, and she, after that, she has to reach pretty dynamically for the top, and so it it really kind of stymies her. It's always hard to pop dynamically out of a drop knee and so she just can't manage to do it she can't manage to get that that kind of quick elevation so she doesn't top this thing but most of the other women after her do end up topping it shauna coxie and anna store start to pull away a little bit with with flashes so with that being said at the round's midway point it looks like this. It's in the men's division. It's Dmitry Sherfutnov and Jan Hoyer. They're in this flash battle. They lead the men's division. And Anastor and Shauna Coxie are perfect so far in the women's division in their own right. They have two flashes apiece, and they're kind of in their own little little flash battle. So it's, it's pretty exciting at this point. Both the men's and the women's division are, they have this game with the top two competitors of who will blink first right who's gonna who's gonna make the first mistake we'll have to we'll have to see men's three has a crimpy uh, crimpy overhanging pull-on sequence and then it's just a haul up these prism shaped volumes 
It's Dmitry Sherpunov and Rustam Gelmanov who stand out on this thing. They both flash it. Surprisingly, Jan Hoyer does not reach the top. So a little bit of separation here. It's it's Dmitry Sherpunov who slips into the into the narrow lead for the men's division. On to women's three. It's a it's a slab and it it does have a little bit of diversity in its panel angles as as the competitors kind of go up it. But it is just a walk in the park for most of the women. There's a lot of flashes on this thing. So ultimately, nobody has blinked yet, going back to what we said at the midway point. Nobody nobody has made any any big mistakes. And so in terms of those leaders, Anastor and Shauna Coxie and Akio Noguchi, still kind of jumbled there at the top. On to the last boulders. Men's 4 has a... It's got this really nasty-looking overhead Gaston where the competitors have to kind of reach onto the roof and sink into this shouldery awkward awkward Gaston grip it actually looks as nasty as it is it looks like a boulder that all these guys could certainly send but I think they're all just pretty gassed at this point so nobody ends up topping it which doesn't make for the most riveting finish of the men's division but Dmitry Sherifutnov and Jan Hoyer have been the the big names for for this whole round up to this point, so they will end up standing highest on the podium. Women's four is a it's kind of a basic pull and press up an arete. It's a nice little boulder. Anastor flashes it, and so here's where things get really interesting. Anastor's with Anastor's flash that sets up a situation where Shauna Coxie has to flash it in order to win the gold medal. So Shauna Coxie comes out, there's this real wonderful taut energy to the moment. She situates herself and pulls onto the the low scoopy taijutsu volume. We think she's going to we think we're going to see something incredible here. And then suddenly she gets called down for an illegal start. Uh, she she dabbed, or at least that's the, the accusation here. So that is a major bummer. And as it turns out, that illegal start will count as an attempt. So it, right there we see that there will be no flash for Shauna Coxie on this boulder. And even though she she does top it on her next go, it's just... Too bad that that bad start ends up being hugely, hugely costly for her here. So that's how the competition wraps up. Now there is a stall in the action because there is an appeal made for Shauna's situation. So that just adds to some tenseness here. Um, It's mentioned that the judges, they go back and they're reviewing the video footage and they're also looking at footage from the local TV station, which was filming this competition. In the end, there's not enough evidence, so to speak, to overturn the results as we saw them. So with that, we have our podium. Let's talk about the men's first. Gold medal goes to Dmitry Sharaputinov of Russia. He had three tops in total. Silver medal goes to Jan Hoyer of Germany, who had two tops. And the bronze medal goes to Rustam Gelmanov of Russia, who had one top. The women's division, a lot of drama. 
in the end, gold medal goes to Anna Stor, who was just total perfection. Four tops in this final round, all of which were flashes. Second place goes to Akio Noguchi, the silver medal. And third place, bronze medal, goes to Shauna Coxie of Great Britain. In terms of highlights, look, this is certainly not the way you want a comp to end, right? Essentially, it comes down to just that bad start. Uh, you, you're you're kind of left with just this real sad, heartbreaking feeling for Shauna Coxie, which is so unfortunate. But if you can kind of separate from that situation a little bit, the event is just pure excellence from Anna Storr. And so with that, she seems to be back in full force, back to her old ways, if we want to say that. And I think this event as a whole, this final round, is it's a great rewatch because it does showcase just how supreme Anastor could be in a given round. And also, I'll close with saying that this event is, it is a historical rarity because of the setting of being in Azerbaijan. Little spoiler alert here. Baku does not become a regular stop on the World Cup circuit in seasons to come. So with this event, we really have a cool anomaly, a, a unique um, a unique piece of history here in terms of the setting. And, and the event is really great. Like I said, the weather's great. Um, it's, it's a fantastic performance from on a store throughout. So I, I do recommend going back and checking this out. Think things are going to get really interesting here in the events to come. That's all for me. Thanks for listening. Look forward to the next event where we'll have uh, a lot more to talk about, I'm sure. So see you next time on Passport. Real quick before we get out of here, thanks again for listening. Also, thanks to Audio Coffee for doing the music. And if you want to go back and watch the round that we just talked about, you can find it on the International Federation of Sport Climbing YouTube channel. See you next time.